welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my friend. I'm so happy that you're here with me to celebrate and to explore the new moon in Cancer. So it is happening on July 9th and 10th, the 9th here on the East Coast of the United States at um, 9.16 p.m. So the 10th in Europe and Australia and a little earlier on the 9th in the western part of the United States. With the new moon in Cancer, I'd really like to talk a little bit about what we can learn from the symbols of the signs. Each of the zodiacal signs has a symbol. So Taurus is the bull. Libra is the scales. Cancer is the crab. And when I was studying astrology, I did a wonderful year-long course with Austin Kopic. We talked about what we can learn about the sign of cancer, which is a cardinal water sign, from its symbol, the crab. So crabs are extraordinarily sensitive creatures. I want you to kind of imagine them. If you've ever had the great fortune to go to the seashore, especially around dusk, and to see the crabs skittering around as the waves roll in. The crabs are exquisitely aware of the tempo and the reach of the waves. Of course they are. This is, this is where they live. But they're very, very sensitive to the ebb and flow. As a corollary to this exquisite sensitivity, crabs are also really self-protective. Of course, they have their pinchy claws. They have their exoskeleton. They have this ability to dig deep into the sand very quickly. And I appreciate this. As a person with a lot of water energy in my chart, and I have a couple of planets in Cancer, actually, I know that where there is exquisite sensitivity and receptivity, there must, I'm going to say must, <laughs> I'm going to say must here on planet Earth, there must also be boundaries and means of self-protection, of insulation. So whether or not you have any planets or points in Cancer, you do have Cancer energy in your chart. And the new moon in Cancer is definitely a time to acquaint yourself with this receptivity that needs a little bit of insulation and protection. So maybe you have a lot of that, and maybe you only have a little of that, but the new moon in Cancer 
cancer being a sign that's ruled by the moon, so this is just an extra important one, is a place where we get to acquaint ourselves with that part, with that aspect of who we are. So as always in these new moon episodes, I have made a a little worksheet for you. I have gathered some questions, some self-reflection questions for you to ask yourself. And you can find those by clicking in the show notes. You give me your email address, I send them to you. And from then on, I just send them to you right away whenever there's a new moon episode. So you don't have to go looking for it again. It just magically arrives in your email. So all of the questions that I'll ask in today's episode are collected there for you to sit with as you welcome in this new cycle, this new moon in Cancer. So here's the first question. It is our crab-inspired question number one. Where in my life am I feeling a call to rebalance receptivity and self-protection? Where in my life am I feeling a call to rebalance receptivity and self-protection? Meaning, where in your life is there perhaps a bit too much receptivity or a bit too much self-protection? And you might say, I have one of each, Natalie. And I would say, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) So where I am feeling extra, extra receptive, very tender, very attuned, very exposed, very raw, where I am picking up on other people's energies or other people's desires a little too much, that's a place I might be able to use more self-protection. And we'll talk about how we get that a little later in the show. There might also be a place where you're feeling extra self-protected, like unable to be receptive, to receive, and to be, and to allow. Where there's a little too much protection and maybe not enough openness for the life that you want to live. So you could ask yourself, what are some qualities that I would like to infuse into this place? I want you to notice I'm not saying, how do you get more receptive or how do you get more protective, right? Because I think that the imbalance is there for a reason. (laughs) And I don't want to dishonor that reason. However, If it's not working for us, if we're feeling overexposed or underconnected, then there may be other qualities, energies, vibes that we would like to bring into this place in our lives. So, for example, if I'm feeling maybe a little too self protective, 
when it comes to socializing in groups. Lots of us are feeling this way as we kind of emerge out of COVID times. It's like, whew, peopling, especially for the sensitive among us, peopling is challenging sometimes. So instead of being like, okay, so how can I be less self-protective and more receptive? I'll ask myself, what are the qualities I would like to infuse into my approach to peopling? I'm actually just going to sit and find those for myself. How would I like to feel in peopling? The first thing that comes to heart and mind is light. Light. I just want it to be a little less pressureful. I think I'm putting pressure on myself. So light, a lighter touch, maybe a, a shorter interaction, for example. So that's how you'll do it. You'll sit and be like, how would I like this to feel? What are the vibes I want in this place? And that will help you to begin the rebalancing. Okay, here's another very cool thing about crabs. And I learned this from Austin, from my teacher. Crabs don't walk straight ahead. Think about them, <laughs> right? They go sideways. They go sideways. And, and so in our very goal-oriented, linearity-obsessed culture, crabs are like, mm, that's not how we do. <laughs> that's not how we do. So crabs go side to side. They don't take a what's the shortest point from A to B route in life. They kind of necessarily kind of go around. Now, of course, they can be quick and nimble, but I think the point is it's not linear. It's not, not even really efficient necessarily. When they move, they move laterally. And so they, they cover a little more ground as they get from place to place. So I love this and I love I love this for better understanding the sector of your chart and life where cancer energy shows up. So for me it is in creativity. My fifth house is where cancer is in my personal chart. And don't worry, I'll talk more about this in another episode. If you happen to know which part of your chart is the cancer part of your chart, great. And if you don't, it's okay. But for me, because the fifth house is the house of creativity, it's so helpful to know that I'm never going to have straight lines and efficiency in my creativity. That's just not how it works for me. It won't be linear because this is my cancer house. It will be very receptive. It will be very changeable. You know, cancer is ruled by the moon and the moon is the most changeable of all of the planets. Sometimes it's full. Sometimes it's new. Sometimes it's in this part of the sky. Sometimes it's in that part of the sky. It changes a lot. 
And so my creativity is like that. I can't put a lot of restriction around it. It really needs lots of nurturing and space to do its crab walking thing. I was watching yesterday uh, a Facebook Live by an astrologer I really like. Her name is Katie Sweetman. And Katie said something that was very of this, this aspect of cancer energy for me. She said, you know, sometimes what you want isn't in the direction you thought it would be. Let me say that again because it's definitely bombs and mics. Everything has been dropped. <laughs> sometimes what we want isn't in the direction we thought it would be, right? I think I want emotional intimacy, so I marry this partner. And what I discover in marrying this partner is that there is no emotional intimacy to be had. Maybe this has happened to you. What I want is a fulfilling career, and I'm sure that the next step in that is going to graduate school and getting a PhD. Uh, yeah, nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, my fulfilling career is not in that direction. That's what she means. So here's the question, the cancer crabby question number two that arises from that. What specifically do I want right now? So just taking a moment to be like, yeah, what am I really looking for right now? What do I want? And then, what are at least four directions I might go to find it? Honoring that the straight-ahead path, the maybe most obvious route, is not necessarily the right one. So this, this question will just kind of open up your thinking around that. And who knows? We'll see what comes up. It could be fun. Okay. So cancer, symbolized by the crab, ruled by the moon. And we'll just remember that the moon is associated with mothering, with nurturing. The moon pulls the tides of our oceans. The moon moves water and cardinal water, water being the element of cancer and cardinal being the modality. Cardinal water is where life begins. It's amniotic fluid. It's womb water. It's the, the way that water on planet Earth initiated life. So this is a very nourishing, nurturing new moon for us and always asks, what parts of me do I feel called to nourish and nurture? So when we mother ourselves, and yes, I know mothering is fraught as a concept, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Care for, 
nurture love. Where am I called to do that for myself? Where especially could I use a little extra tenderness and sweetness and support from me? Around your body, around your habits, around your self-talk. Where are you feeling called to nourish and nurture? And for each of these parts, what is the easiest way to begin? I ask for the easiest way because often when there's a place that's undernourished, again, that, that's for a reason. We've been protecting ourselves in some way. We've been oriented toward survival rather than thriving. So shifting modes can be challenging in and of itself. So what is the easiest way to begin? I've recently felt called to exercise a little more frequently because of some health challenges, because of some life challenges, I've been a little out of whack with my regular exercise. And I know that when I move more often, I feel so much better. I feel more alive, more energized. It's easier to focus. It's, I get better sleep. It's just, it's really, really good for me. So what's the part of me that I feel called to nourish and nurture? It's my exerciser. <laughs> it's the part of me that goes for a walk and goes to the gym and nurtures strength and flexibility in my body. So I could say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week. Like, you know, that's our culture gets very um, <laughs> ambitious in those moments when we discover like, oh, here's something I'd like to change. We get very ambitious. But for me, actually, the easiest way to begin is to ask myself every afternoon, because it's the afternoon where I'm generally kind of most in the mood for doing some kind of movement. So to just ask myself, hey, would now be a good time to go move our body? That's pretty easy. Just going to ask myself and going to allow a no and going to invite a yes. That is the easiest way to begin to give a little more attention, a little more love to that part of me, this exerciser who, when she's active, takes really good care of the rest of the parts of me, too. Okay. So, as always in a new moon, it's not only the sun and the moon being together that's going on in the skies. There are other planets doing other things as well. And we take a look at those other planets and what they're doing and how they are relating to one another in order to get a sense of some of the other questions that we might ask or that might be especially resonant at this time. One remarkable thing 
is that Venus and Mars are together. They are very, very close to conjunct in Leo. Venus and Mars in Leo. And Venus and Mars, of course, are sort of opposites in a lot of ways, opposites that attract. And Venus and Mars together in Leo are bringing the spotlight to you, to you. Leo is a sign of superstardom. Leo is a sign of the individual as central. Leo's ruled by the sun. So Leo is all about being the star. With Venus and Mars together in Leo, we are being asked to love ourselves and to fight for ourselves. We are being asked to honor and value ourselves, and we're being asked to protect and assert ourselves. So what comes to mind for me as I think about this, that Venus and Mars are hanging out together in Leo, is that it is time for some really good self-honoring, self-asserting thinking. And since we are still in cancer season, and since we are at the new moon in cancer, we'll do that with a bit of a self-nurturing orientation. So what comes to mind there for me is this fabulous conceptualization that I learned from Denise Duffield Thomas. Denise DT, as she likes to be called, is a money mentor. She teaches about money mindset, and I've learned so much from her about money mindset. And it's in her book, Chillpreneur, where she's kind of talking about how you don't actually have to hustle and work intensely hard and kill yourself working in order to A, be an entrepreneur and B, be a successful and wealthy entrepreneur. So she writes something in Chillpreneur that I tell myself almost daily, and I tell my clients all the time. She says, you are the golden goose. Meaning that these products of success you're wanting in your life, these golden eggs the projects that you want to finish, the books that you want to write, the home you want to buy, the case you want to win. You've got the picture. All these golden eggs, they come from you. You and your creativity and your intelligence. You are the generator of all these things that you want. You are the golden goose. So you must treat yourself 
or I'll shift into a plural. We must treat ourselves as such. We are the golden geese. So we must privilege treating our bodies well. We must have homes in which we're comfortable. We must have relationships in which we are respected and honored. We are the golden geese. I love thinking about that quotation with this Mars-Venus conjunction in the sign of Leo in mind. How is it true that you are the golden goose? How do you know that? Like when I say that and you're like, damn, that's true. How do you know that? Perhaps how do you see the effect of taking really good care of yourself? How do you see how that affects what you create in this world? And how do you see how neglecting yourself affects what you create in this world? And then here's the Leo question. Where can I more fully claim the center in my everyday life? Where in your everyday life are you not the star? Or at least one of the stars of the show? Where do you find yourself pushed to the edge, off on the sideline in your life? Where can I more fully claim the center of my life? And how? What does that look like? So for me, for example, I might say, okay, I'm going to ask myself at 2.33 every day, hey, is now a good time to go exercise? And then I'm going to give myself full permission to go if the voice inside says, yeah, let's do it. I'm not going to wonder, well, what about the girls? Or is it a good time for this? Or, oh, I have a client. Nope, I'm going to clear my calendar. I'm going to make sure I don't have any appointments in the afternoon so that when I hear that, yes, I can say, great, and I can heat it, and I can go and nourish my exerciser. So that's how it could look. So how is it true that you are the golden goose? And then where and how can you more fully claim the center of your everyday life? So another helpful aspect that's coming from one of the other planets in this new moon is a sextile to the planet Uranus. And Uranus signifies freedom. Uranus is in Taurus, and so Uranus in Taurus is saying freedom in the actual world, <laughs> freedom in the here and now. This is supportive, A, because it's a, it's a sextile, and so we're meant to sort of say, oh, I could make some changes in my physical environment, in my work life and schedule, 
in the way that I am caring for and treating my body, I can make some material changes that can allow me to be the star of my life. So that's our Uranus-inspired question. What needs to change radically for me to treat myself like the star of my life? Again, thinking physical environment, work life, like the way you make money, um, and then the care and sustenance of your physical form. What needs to change radically? So the example that I've been talking about of wanting to make time to exercise, it really shows you sort of how that is, how these themes are coming together. What needs to change radically? Well, I need to treat my body differently. I need to make it more important. As such, my schedule in the afternoons will need to change a little bit. My approach to work and to my, my earthly duties, right? taking care of my home and my children, will shift a little bit. We'll need to change a little bit in order to accommodate that way of centering myself. And I mean centering there kind of in both connotations, right? Centering in kind of tapping into my power, becoming more centered, more focused, more potent, and then also centering in allowing myself to occupy the center of my own life, putting my needs first which is so challenging for so many of us. I'm with you on this. But again, cancer energy, that blend of receptivity and self-protection, it does allow for this. It sort of says, yes, the nurturer, the very receptive, nourishing one also must be well-boundaried. If you think about life beginning in a pond, the pond has to have borders. It can't just be a puddle that can evaporate away on the edges. It's got to have depth and borders in order to hold the water, in order to be a container. So yes, absolutely, says cancer, and definitely says this new moon. You can center yourself in order to nurture and nourish others. In fact, you have to. Okay, so that is our Uranus-inspired freedom-seeking question. There is also here <laughs> a square between the planet Saturn and the planet Uranus which is actually happening for much of 2021. It's one of the key things that's happening. And Saturn is all about boundaries, discipline, routine, laws. Saturn is very, very interested in boundaries. It is the last planet we can see. In our solar system, it sort of represents the visual edge for us. And also it happens to have all of those rings around it. It's boundaried. So 
There's been a lot of talk about how the Saturn-Uranus square, and a square is a bit of a tense aspect. You can imagine um, when two cars pull up to a four-way stop. Here's a car on the left. Here's a car on the right. There needs to be some rules, right, about like who gets to go, who gets to go first. And it's always a little bit awkward anyway, especially if you arrive there at the same time. So when two planets are in that square aspect, they're having to negotiate with one another. So here we have the planet of boundaries and discipline and laws and limits with the planet Uranus, who's just beyond Saturn in the solar system, who's like, no, actually freedom, unpredictability, liberation, revolution. So we could see this negotiation as very, very tense and very, very difficult. Or we could see this negotiation as having enormous creative potential. And of course, you know me. I prefer to see it as having enormous creative potential. So what does this all mean for this new moon in particular? I think it means that we are meant to remember that in order to shore up our freedom, we need boundaries. That in order to fully honor ourselves, we need boundaries. So returning once more to my example, what do I need to nourish and center my physical health? Going to exercise, specifically for me, in the afternoons. And so where do I need better boundaries? One thing that I just implemented, actually, is a calendar block. Well, if I'm going to want to make space to say yes to exercising, I better have that space in my physical calendar to make sure that I don't have other commitments in that time period. I might also need a better boundary with my kids or with my partner. I might need to say, hey, I'm not available here. So catch me with your requests beforehand and afterwards. And in this time, I'm really going to try to take time for myself. So that's the question. Once you kind of figure out, okay, here's what I need to do to center myself. Here's what I need to do to nourish myself. Okay, so where do I need better boundaries to help shore this up? To help to fortify and strengthen this? And then what do those boundaries look like? So rather than just saying, oh, yeah, I guess I need a better boundary with the kids. Okay, what does that look like? Like make it official, make it specific. All right, my love. So at the very end of all of these questions, and you can always answer as few or as many of them as you like, they're really just intended to do what I love that astrology invites me to do, which is to think about my life in a bigger picture way to take a step back and to reflect on what's happening, on what I want, on where I'm getting stuck. 
the new moon is the time to go inside, to check in with ourselves, and to start the next cycle on purpose. So at the very end of your worksheet, you'll find really the key questions. Maybe all the questions up to that point will help you to be even clearer and more specific in your answers here, but these really are the key questions. This new moon in Cancer, what are you releasing? What are you letting go of? I love the image of we are on a hike, and at the new moon we pause, we take off our backpack, maybe we take off our shoes, we just take a moment to check in. What are you ready to stop carrying? What's not working for you? What are you releasing? And this might just be ways of thinking, ways of seeing yourself, of seeing your life. And then, this new moon in Cancer, how are you committing to nurturing yourself? So for your next journey, when you're putting your pack back on and putting your shoes back on and getting up to keep journeying through this life, what are you committing to nurturing in yourself? How can you take better care of yourself? Trusting, again, you are the golden goose. Trusting, again, receptivity and self-protection go hand in hand. Understanding that our answers to these questions will change as we journey. The moon reminds us it's not static, it's changing all the time. And so are we. All right, my friends. My little educational bonus for you in this particular new moon worksheet is a list of the symbols for each of the zodiacal signs. If you really enjoyed thinking about what we can learn about cancer from the crab, there are all the other signs symbols on the last page of your new moon in cancer handout. So, happy new moon. May you center and love and nurture yourself. May you create the boundaries that help you to be free. And may you experience and trust at a deeper level that the more generous and loving you can be of yourself, your whole self, the more generous and loving you will able to be with others. Thank you so much for listening. Take good care. Bye for now.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.